0: Everyone, thanks for joining us. This is Simply Tea with Nat and Z. I'm Nat, and I'm Z. It's good.
1: It's you know, it's 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 a it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. <laughs> yes,
0: it's a brand new day.
1: <laughs> it's a new administration. Oh, Thank you. I was uh, yes. listening to somebody on the radio, and they said, you know, black folks aren't like happy. Like we're not like overly happy. We just Mm -mm. feel normal. Like, we don't feel like we're on the edge of (laughs) extinction anymore. Armageddon around the corner. Yes, like... (laughs) It just we I just feel normal. I'm not at like a high level of agitation,
0: right on edge, right. On I edge. can
1: actually watch the news and only be slightly annoyed. No, and I, I don't
0: feel like I have to watch it. Like, oh my god, what what just happened again? Yes, like I, I can take a break and go mm-hmm. watch something else because it's yes. not always breaking news every five seconds.
1: Exactly um, that effect. Exactly. Um, I you know. I peruse the the news channels and the the mm-hmm. blogs and the you know and it was funny I guess the QAnon people really mm-hmm. thought that like they're like the Heaven's Gate people I swear yes they really thought inauguration
0: even correct <laughs> people
1: they are they really <laughs> thought that like Trump was going to be like exposed to, quote unquote deep Yes! State and really like like craziness they had, they had like i guess nancy pelosi trending in their little forum because they said that uh-huh. he got locked up so it's about to start like he's about what? to take down this administration yes it was like crazy
0: did you hear the lady on the news crying for for him for yes the same you know list. what
1: i gotta say bitch now you know how we felt for thank the last you four years you'll be that fine part. that part <laughs> you'll be fine mm-hmm.
0: A okay, and I bet you you'll get some healthcare out of it, right. and I bet you get a stimulus check.
1: Right, I bet you actually be better than we were mm. before for four years. So that part, mm. that
0: that part. Mm. So so anyway. Yes.
1: Oh y'all. wait, before we um get into the tea on the table, I just mm-hmm. wanted to say a quick shout out to the people that have been giving us great feedback and suggestions for topics i just want you you. guys to know we we are going to talk about some of the things that you have sent us Mm -hmm. um we're just fitting it in um to our little lineup because yes we're serious about this so (laughs) don't don't fret we're not ignoring you we will be uh talking because you guys gave us some really good topic ideas Mm -hmm.
0: so just want to
1: thank you for that and keep them coming
0: and thanks for listening. Thanks yes, for your
1: support. Yes, we
0: really appreciate yes. y'all
1: we taking really the time do. out
0: your day and and giving a little bit of, uh, uh, insight and feedback to us. So thanks yeah. a lot. So because
1: because it's really started as like a, a real passion project for me mm-hmm. and as a way to just f- keep feeling connected during this pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I think that the idea initially was okay, we'll just do this during the pandemic, and then once we get out of this, we're gonna be in the streets. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> in the streets when Rona let up. So Rona ain't let up yet. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And I I, I know we will continue this well out of the <laughs> pandemic. So again, okay, yes. thank you all. Thank you. So what is the tea on the table?
0: Mm, all right now. So you gotta give you a little disclaimer, boo. You don't Damn, want nobody calling crazy. up coming back and saying, Hey.
1: We all should know at this point, don't be right? we're, not, we're not experts on nothing. No. <laughs> so, he's at your own. <laughs> yes,
0: these are all uh suggestions and observations that we right. have um imparted on you during our show.
1: All I gotta say is don't substitute tea for medication,
0: <laughs> <laughs> not for <laughs> us, definitely not for us. Don't, don't, don't do that.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Uh, So the tea on the table today, oh wait, let me tell y'all, first of all, today's episode is about forgiveness, the other F word. So this tea that I um, picked isn't necessarily aligned with this, it's one that I actually had, I drink often, I had it last night and it was lovely. It's a chamomile vanilla honey herbal tea, it's caffeine free, it's from Bigelow. It's a soothing and relaxing blend with silky smooth vanilla and a touch of golden honey flavor. It results in a mellow brew with a delightfully sweet finish. It really is a sweet finish. It's quite lovely. The combination is truly a relaxing experience and you will enjoy it again and again as I have. So the taste profile has a bit of a rich sweet taste with a creamy flavor. I added a little bit of more honey to it when I'm making it. It has a really nice bouquet. It's sweet with uh, honey overtones. And the recommended temperature to steep this is uh, 208 degrees, right? So the steeping instructions, and as we progress in the show, we're going to be making sure that we give you a little bit more tea preparation tidbits. And those are also be followed up by the post on IG and Facebook on how to make teas and what's appropriate for steeping and to get the best flavor out of your tea. So with this one, you have to make sure you start with fresh cold water. And then bring bring it to a rolling boil, pour over your tea bag, steep for a couple minutes, two to four, and then you know, please don't squeeze the bag. It's apparently it takes a little bit too much out of the. I know I'm always used to squeezing the bag. Apparently,
1: I know I squeeze. Yeah, apparently,
0: it. that is not tea appropriate etiquette. You just let the the water go through the bag and liven the tea up or something, but you don't squeeze it. Apparently, it takes away from the. Integrity of the tea in some way.
1: Well, look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something new every day, right? I squeezed my bag today, so yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but this is that wasted, but I guess whatever. <laughs>
1: so,
0: I add milk to mine, but not everybody that's that's a preference. I do, yeah, I yeah. do too.
1: I do for my right. English, for my yes. um, English, what is it, Earl Grey tea, mm-hmm. and Always. my afternoon. Uh, what is it? Yeah, drilling tea. Yeah, I, love I add jilling. any black tea, I'll add a, yeah. a splash, of, of milk. splash of milk. Yeah. yeah.
0: So and you can do it on um on ice as well. So, but you definitely have to seep it a little bit longer.
1: And that's so important. That,
0: it, it is. It so we definitely get into that. So yeah. go ahead.
1: So I just so it's, a, it's some hot tea. Um
0: mm. I want to get enough into, hot tea. it's a
1: lot. So I'm gonna get into the two small tidbits I have, and then we can talk a, about the two big things i have (laughs) so the first thing is chloe and haley we've talked about them a few times on Mm -hmm. this uh podcast so they've finally separated their ig pages because you know haley yeah they they had one um page that they posted from and it was chloe and haley and so they've separated them and I think it's mostly because, you know, Haley's getting that Disney check and Chloe's getting that. <laughs> she's just getting that. Okay. <laughs> so Chloe's the older one. She's 22, and Haley is mm-hmm. 20. <clears throat> okay. And Haley actually is going to be Little Mermaid in the live action um, movie. Oh, that's right. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. Remember so that controversy?
1: We know that, yes. that mm-hmm. So, you know, if you on IG, the Busted Challenge has been going around. Mm hmm. And they've been cute, and I was like yeah. over it. And then Chloe got on IG and did the busted challenge. That fang was fanging. She her <laughs> body is banging, <laughs> and she shut it down. Nobody should do the busted challenge. It should be stopped. Like, oh let wow, it go. really? I'm gonna have to go look. Let it, up. it go. So now I understand why she needed her own page because oh. you can't be doing that with the disney check you can't be uh, doing that, with that the disney check.
0: yeah they they probably don't uphold that part
1: no so i'm but i'm glad because it shows that they are individuals because you know they're getting older and they're mm. coming into their own so it's good to see them as separate
0: yeah people
1: so mm. good for those girls i love them i absolutely adore them and you know charlie loves doing amazing. like amazing things that mm. still to this day <laughs> so course. In COVID-related news, David Chappelle has um, contracted the virus, the oh. COVID, yes. So, you know, I know he has been trying to do, you know, he's been doing shows out, in his, uh, out at this farm in Ohio, and he has been adhering to, you know, social distancing, masking, and stuff like that, right. but even with that, sometimes it's still not enough. Sure. So, you know, well wishes to him. I hope mm-hmm. a speedy recovery. I hope it's not, you know, um, yeah,
0: progressed.
1: Yes, and I hope it's not the the, the, the worst case scenario for people who get mm-hmm. um, COVID. Right. So let's get into this inauguration. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so many things.
1: I lived for so many things in this Ooh. inauguration. First, yes. I just happened to turn on the TV at the right time. When Michelle descended from heaven what? with her with Is her so... fair hosted hair and her, her like ascended skin. Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. Ascended out of the heavens with whoever she was with on her arm. What? right my
0: name Barack. <laughs> I heard his name is Barack, right? I think yeah, like his job. I think he was, you know, he had an important job he, a couple think of years he did ago. At
1: some point, but <laughs> um, she looked gorgeous. Okay,
0: amazing. Can we say laid?
1: Woof. Waist sn- was sick. Sin-
0: mm.
1: Hair laid. I mean, she monochromatic looked-
0: burgundy, purple, eggplant, whatever color
1: look good with a t at the end yes okay? and then we had kamala and her purple ensemble yes just looking vice presidential okay? yes coming out looking like royalty thank you um and the best thing about their outfits were they were black designers yes so amazing.
0: very love amazing it. love it
1: so, um, with um, Kamala, her Purple Ensemble was created by Christopher John Rogers. And he's mm-hmm. a Black designer from Louisiana. Okay. The day before, I think it was at a COVID-related um, memorial service. She wore a, a Pyre Moss coat that was
0: fly Ooh. as hell.
1: Uh, he's also a Black up. designer.
0: Ooh, to Make sure we post these up, folks.
1: Yes. In the evening, she wore a liquid sequin. Mm. Uh, cocktail dress with a floor length silk tuxedo overcoat. This was for the evening festivities, and that was yes. designed by Sergio Hudson. Yes, who also designed. Thank you, Michelle Obama's plum mm. ensemble. Okay, Sergio,
0: you're coming through, you're coming yes. through. Yes,
1: and mm. then Yenny, I think damatu if I mispronounce her name, I apologize. Mm-hmm. She was responsible for Michelle's hair. Yes. She's located in Virginia. I saw on her IG page, she's already just like overwhelmed with like calls. I am employment. sure. Okay. So
0: she looks stunning. They yes. they all look amazing. They it was just
1: wow. Beautiful. I got
0: so excited, I stood up and shouted at the TV.
1: Me too. I was like, go ahead, girl. <laughs> yes, bitch, you better work yes. that. Llama, okay she did and then we have the secretary of drip that twitter has yes the secretary (laughs) nicholas Aju, i think that's his name i'm Mm. sorry if i mispronounced that he is the great nephew of kamala Mm. he had on dior and air jordan that's what it was retros Mm. that were two thousand dollars Yes, that now are can go and sell up to anywhere for $25,000. And sorry? I guarantee you, yes, 25 grand. I guarantee you, if he put those up for auction, he would get so much more money wow. you know, than what he paid for them.
0: Wow, when I saw them come down behind um Senator Clover
1: I see that shoe game. Yeah, I was like, somebody got sneakers on, and then I i, I look I was like, oh. Oh, oh, that's how we doing it. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Those type type of sneakers.
1: Yes. So then we get all of this fashion only to then be just blinded by the beauty of Amanda Gorman. And all of her regalness, the 22-year-old first national youth poet laureate, graduate from Harvard, just two books out, I think, already and another one about to drop. Her yes at twenty two. What was I doing at twenty
0: two? Girl, we was just leaving pit.
1: I probably oh, was drunk somewhere.
0: That hurt. <laughs> I mean, I, I was gonna say that too, but you know. Uh,
1: no, I think I was about to start law school, so it wasn't right. that bad. Not, not at that level, right. but her a uh, poem, "The Hill We Climb." That was amazing. Called, it was amazing. Called for togetherness as America enters a new chapter. Mm. I teared up when I. Um, hurt her, and then she also has a speech impediment, which I didn't, mm. I didn't know. Um, and mm-hmm. she has a speech impediment and an oratory um issue, mm. and did did all of this wow. at Harvard, graduating cum laude with a wow. three point nine eight GPA. What okay? get into that? Okay, what? Yes, she did yes. not
0: come here to play.
1: She didn't. Good with her orange. yellow coat. And her earring yes. and ring given to her by Oprah. Thank you. The ring was a caged bird mm-hmm. as a nod to Maya Angelou. So yes.
0: was, she, was, she was channeling Maya
1: yes. all day. And did you know she had a speech impediment as well? Yes. I did. I did not know mm-hmm. that. So. She
0: used to stutter. She did. She was Love mute it. for quite some time of her life. Wow. And then, and then for a the good portion of her life, she was mute. And wow. then um, that's how she started writing. And then eventually, when she did start talking, she had a stutter. And then, oh, that's yeah. right.
1: Uh, you're right.
0: Mm-hmm. The,
1: um, yes, you're right. You're right. That is now coming back to the forefront of my,
0: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that's another soul goal. yes. Mm-hmm. So then we had Lady Lady Gaga coming out and her uh, Hunger Games, <laughs> yes.
0: <mystery> yes. <laughs> 12 With the bird on the soda. <laughs> the bird on the shoulder.
1: I volunteer tribute.
0: <laughs> Where's
1: this picky from?
0: What's this picky claim?
1: <laughs> but I liked it. She was a subdued lady gaga yes. in terms of her voice. Yeah, she, she,
0: was. she killed it
1: theatrics Yes. In the wardrobe area. She killed
0: it. She killed it.
1: And then J Lo coming out in her, uh, I don't know, her Easter white. <laughs> <laughs> that Easter white.
0: I was surprised she wore white though. I don't know what color I, I expected her to wear, but I mean, I just was like, oh, okay. She looked good though. She,
1: she looked, did. She now I mean, she looked good. You looked, looked good. She did. She she looked
0: looked good. did. She you
1: looked, looked less, <laughs> but. <She did. laughs> I just didn't understand all that, okay? And, I mean, you know, her agent is Benny Medina. And you know right. Benny Medina? Mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was actually based on his life. Hmm. Um, She got the Super Bowl. She got the inauguration. No. I mean, he doing his job. Yes, so. and then some. J-Lo, yeah. And then so some. she tried to show up and do hers. Uh, I was like, so oh,
0: A-Rod. I'm like, what A-Rod? Do? Oh, wow. But I just had to think, like, did she think this when she was a fly girl on *In Loving Color* that she would be singing at the inauguration twenty odd years later? That's a crazy. Any mm, from the block.
1: Probably. I mean, probably not. That's but I crazy. mean That's an accomplishment is, in and of itself. It is. It's a full circle moment. I'm pretty sure that was a full circle moment. Yeah. Very I mean, because you know you had Beyonce singing and then mm-hmm. J Lo. I mean, now she's in that discussion, not in vocals, but in who performed. Right. That <laughs> <October>. Yes, <laughs> she's in
0: the room. She's in the in room. In the
1: room. Yes,
0: she's in the room. Um, so Dr. Biden looked good too.
1: Yes, she did. I Dr. Biden, it. she was a
0: little a like a little bit of glittery stuff in there. A little, yeah. A little her blurry. outfit
1: was gorgeous. And I believe her the, the dress that she wore for the evening festivities had flowers from all the 50 states. And it was a nod Ooh. to unity. Wow. And apparently uh, their grandchildren the girls they wore chocolate vanilla and strawberry colored outfits the day of the inauguration yes. in the morning as a nod to their grandfather because he loves ice cream oh.
0: so that's what i heard
1: now if that's true or not i don't know well, it's cute um, let's
0: keep it we like it sounds nice yeah
1: and dr biden was actually and i am going to call her yes dr yes, biden thank so you. Mad at that? why dr. are you I mad?
0: mad i don't get that's because a whole other discussion
1: Right. But um see. she was actually the reason why Amanda Gorman was actually at the inauguration. Mm. So that's big ups. Mm-hmm. Um Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Y'all see the memes. <laughs> the memes are there. Y'all see the memes. Okay? Oh, my goodness, they are the best. They were some of the best stuff starting
0: out 2021.
1: Yes. He literally looks at he literally looks like he was just there as something that we want to-do list. Like he had somewhere else to be, his, so he had his not little
0: an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta go to the post office. Let me go, let me go yeah. by this stop this inauguration real quick and say hi. Yes. Show my face.
1: He had a flip phone. He was like literally stuck in the 90s. They had a picture of him <laughs> with his flip phone out taking pictures. Like, really, sir, with his mittens.
0: <laughs> he is taking over at just on Sports Center this morning that at the Bulls. Uh, mascot was sitting at the side of the court with his mask on, with the mittens, cross legged on court side. Yes. <laughs> I just saw that this morning. Uh,
1: they had Bernie everywhere. They had Bernie on the A train. Yes. In new York. They had Bernie on the Friends couch. Yeah. They had Bernie waiting to interview for, as the Eagles' new head coach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was with Wu Tang. <laughs> There are so many good ones. Do you see? don't um, know. He was on a, a, I guess, a roller coaster. He was on roller coaster one. Yes, I've
1: that's seen too him many. too many. I was like, I can't even pick a favorite. Yes. There's So many, so many, and um, yeah. But out of that, he took that. He mm. got the bag. yeah, created a sweatshirt, and the hundred percent of the proceeds go to charity. So Yo. big ups to Bernie, Thank for you. that. Cause, go ahead, Bernie. You know that's how you turn a meme into money. Yes,
0: weekend at Bernie's. I saw that one too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, last bit of an inauguration So I can move on to this new thing um, The fireworks So oh, the fireworks yes. display Was one of the best fireworks displays I'd I ever have seen. ever seen Ever, ever seen And ever. I didn't know Let me tell you how I found out there were fireworks I was in my house and I'm like Girl. What the hell is that I'm like oh hell <laughs> World War III done started I'm looking out the window like <laughs> Me and my neighbors texting
0: each other I text Arif I'm like yo the house is rumbling are we yes, going to go to DC.
1: That's that, yes, that's good to As know. I turned it on and Katy Perry singing fireworks, which I, I love. love it. It's one of my
0: favorite songs.
1: I've never seen a firework display like that. that was it was thing. like, y'all go get these fireworks. We've been saving up.
0: We've been, <laughs> and, we are this is a celebration times 10.
1: <laughs> every last firework, man. To the fireworks and I loved it. Was I, was it. I was
0: amazing. I was trying to go outside to see if I could see them because of yeah. thousands. The house was vibrating, yeah. and rumbling.
1: Yeah. So let me get on to Ashanti and Keisha Cole, so we can get back.
0: Because at least Bernie Sanders showed up for Keisha Cole.
1: Yeah, they had Bernie <laughs> at the verses back. Wait <laughs> Keisha <didn't> show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go so, ahead, go ahead,
0: go ahead. Mm-hmm. Somebody
1: sent me a message and asked me if this was my real laugh. Yes. Okay? <laughs> Fuck. Yes. yes my it real is. Laugh.
0: Since, so, since uh, high school, like since yes. after high school, college, you know what I mean, forever.
1: Yes, this is my real life. So Ashanti versus Keisha Cole. First of all, it was postponed three times. So this time <laughs> that, that was the third time. It took it, Ashanti. I mean, Ashanti came out maybe a, a half hour, forty-five minutes, until after it was supposed to start. Oh, Keisha Cole didn't get there till a whole hour and fifteen minutes. After it was supposed to start, okay? What was and she apologize? Okay, first of all, I'm thinking maybe she just didn't get to show up. Maybe something happened. They're mm-hmm. in L.A. or wherever she's at. Venue traffic. But I'm like, no, it's COVID. Why is it yeah, traffic? Right.
0: There shouldn't be anything. And
1: California is them. shut down. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, like, what is going on? Well, apparently she was there the whole time. She didn't like the visuals. Ma'am, she what? didn't like the sound. So she was just gonna sit. So you was just gonna sit there? No, what you should have did was bring your ass out, sit your ass in your baby, uh, uh, right. baby shower chair, and give the people what they want. You don't make your fans wait because no, those are the people that are there that
0: put you there. This is why you have a versus because right. of your fans.
1: Yes, no apology was given. Nothing. I apparently felt I felt like she had an attitude. Now there's some people are saying y'all only think that because y'all think all black people all black women have attitudes. Mm, No,
0: that's a whole other discussion.
1: Yeah. Mm. But her attitude was on stank as soon as she came in. Both of them were playing with their hair too much. They were on their phone, so they weren't really engaged with the people who waited an hour and a half to see them. Like
0: three different times to see them. Three
1: different times. So that caused Swift's Beats and Timberland to come out and say, as long as we're in this type of venue setting where we have to do the split screens, you will engage with your fans. No, you will not Ooh. be late. You will not be on your phone because it's disrespectful. Even Swift's Beats was wow. in the comments saying this is this is like mad disrespectful. And it was.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: I'll tell you, Keisha Cole will never get a yeah. diamond line money. Because mm. this is how you act. You don't deserve my heart you She's going not to gonna
0: mind. get much after this.
1: No, she's not no. this. And then Doritos and Sirac was sponsoring. She took the Doritos bag and threw it on the floor. Wait,
0: what? That's her paycheck.
1: So good luck get book, getting booked and busy after this. <laughs> yeah,
0: she should have enjoyed that time while it lasted.
1: She should have. you going to be in bed and bored. Mm. So watch another verse. Like
0: watch another yeah. verse. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to jump right into our tea time segment. And we are back. So, like we said earlier, today's topic is about forgiveness. The other F word. So right off the bat, what is it? So a person must have some form of emotionally, emotional readiness to be able to forgive somebody based on the situation. Mm. Like you really have to be in that mindset to be receptive to forgiving, to the thought of forgiving. And the process itself takes so many different forms based on where you are, the, the circumstances, how you, your upbringing and all of that and how you process things. And it's, Involved a lot of different elements evolved as far, as far as cultivating your acceptance and having some empathy as to can you forgive and how and what is your rationale and impetus for forgiving and can you take the time to take some perspective to sit back and look at why how do I forgive this individual for the act is it consistent you know there's so many different things that we're going to get into with that so when you're looking at it you can you look at forgiveness as as one act not necessarily because there's multiple steps that can be involved you have to choose to let go of your anger hurt and definitely your your need to be vengeful so because if you're forgiving just to put aside some vengeful feelings then it's not necessarily sincere and there's other feelings that can come out of that for you and that person you know it's a choice you have to make consistently over and over again you sometimes one time you forgive that person once you see him you think you're good and then you see him again and you want to bust him aside the head. That means you probably still (laughs) struggling with some forgiveness. Exactly, (laughs) It's something that you kind of have to consistently do. And it's a gift for yourself to others so that you're not hung up on the power that person can hold over you. So just, you know, that's definitely a, a, a point to take away. It's, it's can be definitely a gift for yourself. What it isn't, it's not forgetting what happened. This whole forgive and forget business, I I, I don't believe in that, harsh personally. Because if you forget, then what if it happens again? You're just gonna be blindsided again. I think you definitely just need to remember. Then, also for this individual that you need to forgive, it isn't implying that 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 this wasn't a big deal. Because as soon as you kind of dismiss it, you're dismissing your feelings, and you maybe be giving that person a green light to do it again.
1: Right. You know what right. I mean? You
0: can't you can't do that. That's not what this this isn't that. And you know, in some cases, you know, you've seen people fight and forgive and then they go right back to like nothing ever happened. Sometimes that works for people because it's a me- it's a method to get back on track, and sometimes it can cause denial and other feelings to fester later. Right. You know, so it's definitely something you have to think about. And it is definitely not giving the okay or condoning <laughs> that what that person did was okay. You know, right. do not excuse that offense. It's just not it's not appropriate. So no. that's a that's a quick overview of what it is and isn't. But I you know, IU, you have some topic.
1: Yeah. This, you know, this um, topic has been on my spirit and on my heart Mm -hmm. for a while because in doing the research for this, I realized that I really didn't know what forgiveness was Mm -hmm. or I really didn't know, I really wasn't practicing true forgiveness in my life. Mm. And so in doing some, you know, some background research on this topic, I learned that your disposition has a role in forgiveness. Mm. And then as I started to go through this, I was like, wow that is true. Mm-hmm. And you know, your disposition is a quality of character, like a habit, a preparation, a state of readiness, or a tendency to act in a specified way mm-hmm. that may be Right. So what I found was that there are three different types of dispositions um, that you could potentially have that will contribute to whether you're able to forgive. Mm-hmm. One is a grudge-holding disposition. And so people who have grudge-holding dispositions um they may wish harm and misfortune on the offender they may express a form of passive resistance mm-hmm. and bitterness um rather than being actively retaliatory like right um or have someone who's a di- will directly confront you right and so grudge holders they they stew over being a victim mm. and then as a result of that they have a lot of negative emotions like bitterness, Ooh. resentment, hostility, hatred, anger, and fear.
0: Yeah, i know people like that.
1: Well, I f- i feel like at some point I was in the grunge. Mm-hmm. Grunge, I keep saying grunge, <laughs> we've doing this all week, <laughs> we were doing this, and I keep saying grunge, grudge, okay, this Kirk- yes, <laughs> <laughs> I have fallen into this. I'm, I've Oh, with through therapy, I've learned to come out of it, Mm -hmm. but I still fall back into holding a grudge. And this is somebody who you think, or you've experienced a lot of passive aggressive behavior Mm -hmm. um, coming from them. Mm -hmm. So, but a lot of this deals with the fear of being hurt, offended. Right. Um. You know, this is where a lot of that grudge holding disposition Mm -hmm. comes from.
0: It's like self preservation.
1: It is. Um. These people can sometimes be hyper attuned to justice and may, um, I'm sorry. No, these type of people sometimes can have depression mm-hmm. over the uh, inability to retaliate or escape the, the, the grudge.
0: Yeah. It can overtake so they, your life.
1: It really can. Um, so you have the vengeful disposition and these people are not generally born vengeful, mm-hmm. but they may be predisposed to hostility and anger they tend to channel an unforgiving disposition towards vengeful motives. Mm-hmm. They are, these are the people who are hyper attuned to justice or may so- suffer from a narcissistic wound to their pride. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that they're not necessarily narcissistic. Right. It just means that their pride gets wounded in a narcissistic way.
0: Mm-hmm. Some of these people might I, end up on Snapped or Lifetime <laughs> Movement <What? laughs>
1: I would say the people who have are more vengeful are the people who are like you are going to pay. I'm going yes. to make you pay you for did. the hurt that you have caused me and I will not stop until I get my justice. Yes, Like and you know mm. they when they when you get have you. That, They're Yes, get and when you have that vengeful disposition is you of course you're going to be a- unable to readily forgive or to forgive because you're not going to forgive until you get yours right to get their
0: comeuppance
1: exactly and then you have people who have a forgiving disposition Mm -hmm. and this can come about by nurture or nature Mm -hmm. it's a biological disposition towards forgiveness it might be apparent soon after birth Mm. we were talking about this and yes forgiving having a forgiving disposition is a good thing but you don't want to be so forgiving that people are right. habitually line stepping. Line stepping.
0: Yeah, I That's
1: find fine. that I'm all I'm in the middle. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a forgiving disposition, but if I feel like something ain't right or something's not adding up, mm-hmm. it turns into me holding a, gr- a grudge.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It
1: will. I will fall back into holding a grudge against your ass and. <laughs> And won't care. Like, don't care. Right. Um, I'm not so passive. I'm not very passive aggressive. I can be very aggressive, (laughs) but I'm not (laughs) that. So I'm teetering. I'm in the middle. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to understand this whole concept of forgiveness. Because as we get deeper and deeper into this episode, you'll find that you may not really know what forgiveness is really Mm -hmm. all about. Mm -hmm. I really thought that I was more forgiving and I'm realizing I'm still holding on to stuff because like you said if I see somebody that wronged me if you feel triggered yes and you know what triggering feels like it's a physical response yes your body understand your body will physically respond when you're triggered that maybe you haven't really forgiven that person
0: Mm -hmm. so true your body tells on you
1: Yes. sometimes. Like is. if you see a person you just start getting red and you just want to take your hands and wring that person's neck mm. I don't think you gave them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably not. You're still in that process. <laughs> okay. You're probably in that process. Definitely. Right.
1: And so this is a good transition to talk about how, you know, we talk about nurture and nature.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Religion plays a huge part. Oh my
0: gosh, yes. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, how Zarifa was saying that hers is in between mine is definitely more of the forgiving disposition and it's like a double-edged sword for me because of my background and my what I do for work sometimes I am sitting there trying to figure out why did this person do this and put me in a position to have to forgive them I'll give them a benefit of yeah. and then try to be like well what made them do this and is something else going on you know and that's just how I've always pretty much been now don't that to say I do not have my vengeful grudge-having moments, <laughs> but if you push me that far, God help you, because that is yeah. that's a whew, that's yeah, a point of no return for me. So, yeah, but yeah. So when we talk about the forgiveness and and you know, with the nurture nature, the religious part of it comes into play. A lot of us are have been either grown up with or we've heard it, you know, church services or whatever your religious background or spiritual Mm -hmm. background for that matter, because they're not the same thing. Spirituality and religiosity are not the same thing. And you look at how your forgiveness stance is supposed to be for your respective faith. Mm -hmm. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. That's Ephesians four thirty one to 32. So that is like the precedent that a lot of us that have grown up with the religious background are no forgiveness to be or was taught. know, our faith teaches us, you know, if we don't practice forgiveness, it's self-righteous and even playing God, you know, and that's, of course, in the religious realm, a, a no-no. Like, who are you? You know, I think we were talking about last week with the hotels, judge not lest you be judged, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yes. You know, so it kind of is around around that framework, because you, who are you to say, you know, those right. glass houses, you know, shouldn't throw stones and all that good stuff.
1: And it should be, be noted that this is definitely from a Christian perspective. Yes. We yes. are speaking from our wheelhouse. We mm-hmm. understand that sometimes forgiveness may look different in different religions, yes. like, um you know, Catholicism, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So we're that just speaking. That is so
0: from, true. Like, about. Exclusively
1: from a Christian perspective.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point about Catholicism. I went to Catholic school. I wasn't raised Catholic, I'm, I'm Baptist, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that came after. That was like when I was in grad school, but I was raised evangelical, went to Kojik, and then, you know, <laughs> had a I'm couple of. You know, I went to Catholic school, but I'm Baptist. <laughs> but I'm Baptist. And I went to Catholic school. I went to Catholic school for high school. And in that particular religion, you know, you don't ask God for forgiveness. You go to the priest and get some Hail Marys about what have you. And then that's it. Like, that's considered forgiveness. So in that particular Christian faith. And I know it's different for all the other respective religions. um, So it's just something to kind of keep in mind where you can't put a a general uh, claim against what forgiveness is. Mm-hmm. And it's an integral aspect of our of faith, but it's one of the hardest parts of it. You know, according to Sarah Montana from a TED Talk that uh, Zia listened to, why forgiveness is worth it. There are 62 passages in the Bible with the word forgive and 27 with the word forgiveness, but not a single one tells you how to do it. It just says, you know, and even in the Lord's Prayer, forgive our debtors for those and trespassing and all that stuff. I'm not gonna get into because <laughs> I know it, but I'm not gonna do that right now. <laughs> Debtors, trespassers. If it's NIV King James version, I don't know. <laughs> but that's the one you go. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. So this, that's the the Christian part of of looking at forgiveness and they kind of, it's it's kind of assuming you're not supposed to have any ill will to that person once you forgive right. them. But that's just not human. I mean... It's not
1: human at all. And, you know, that's no. why I said I learned a lot from doing the, the background um, mm-hmm. on forgiveness that I've just been doing it all wrong. And the, the biggest, the, the thing that helps me the most really come full circle with this forgiveness thing is mm-hmm. a TED Talk by Sarah Montana. I, if, if you're into TED Talks, I definitely suggest everyone go find it, go mm-hmm. watch it. I mean, it's 15 minutes and Perfect. this woman has to forgive someone who killed her mother and her brother. Mm. So it's it's worth it and it really opens my eyes to forgiveness. <clears throat> so much so that it made me realize that there are actually problems related to our idea of what forgiveness is and how mm-hmm. we forgive. Yeah. So some of the like thought processes and the the idioms that we correlate to forgiveness that you've heard all your life forgive and forget turn a blind eye Mm -mm. let bygones be bygones Mm -hmm. i think those are extremely problematic like natalie said i am not a believer in forgive and forget i've i've you know grown up with that being told but Mm -hmm. i'm not that's just not mm -mm. i am one who likes to use remember and recover Mm You can't ever forget. Who's ever forgotten anything that anybody has done to them? No No one. You don't. somebody has wronged you, you don't forget it. So why are we saying forgive and forget? You won't Mm -hmm. forget it. You
0: might put it away, but they don't mean for that.
1: Exactly. That's a toxic way of thinking. And how are you supposed to understand what happened to you? to prevent it or to to be aware of the red flags Mm -hmm. in the future if you just forget it like that's just dumb it's it's dumb it's illogical it makes no sense so i remember and i recover Mm -hmm. i remember what you did but i will recover from it meaning i'm not going to let it rule me Mm -hmm. i'm not going to let it take residence no i'm not going to let it you know Seep into my mind daily, where I am vengeful, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I can't get yours I'm gonna find you!" Like I'm not, <laughs> I say you know. that's revenge.
0: I don't know right. if y'all ever call that, but whoa.
1: So I just, mm-mm. and these are problematic for me. Again, they may not be problematic for you, and these may be be things that you live by. For me personally, and for Natalie, as she stated, these just aren't things that we feel are healthy mm-hmm. in the terms of forgiveness, right? And then the, some of the problematic reasons why we forgive. We forgive someone quickly because we think it's gonna make us a good person. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Sorry. It doesn't. doesn't not gonna happen. You're not just gonna be Cause you, yeah. a good person because you forgive somebody quickly. Like, where they do that at that's, that's a denial. Right. A lot of us are pressured into forgiving somebody from everybody else. Yeah. Somebody does something to you, I'm like, oh, just forgive that girl. She ain't <laughs> mean no harm. Oh, just forgive. Just forgive your daddy. He didn't really mean that. Right. You know, you hear that all the time. You th- Some of these things are told to domestic violence. Yes. Victims. Oh, just forgive him, girl. He, you know, he, he, he said he was sorry. sorry. Well, she said she was sorry. He mean to knock your teeth out your mouth?
0: Not this time. Mm-mm. Yeah. No that's, not, no. that's not what we're saying.
1: No. Um, and a lot of people think forgiveness, and this was me. Was a shortcut to healing? Oh, It if is I the first you, step. You, yeah.
0: It is the first, first step. step.
1: I thought that my healing was tied to me forgiving you. And I'm realizing it is not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think
0: it's interesting, though, because when you look at how many people, inter- people's individual interpretation of what's forgiveness, how, what their perception of why they should forgive mm-hmm. is so stratified with different people and their experiences that Mm -hmm. you know based on your upbringing you know or even out one better so if my husband is in the military if something happens and that is somewhat egregious he will not necessarily look for forgiveness he'll just be like "All right, it happened let's move on Mm -hmm. and keep it moving whereas some other folks be like how could you do that I'm wounded Mm -hmm. How, how come you're not going to even try to make amends like mm-hmm. you don't care and then that causes a whole other issue mm-hmm. and i'm like so what's wrong with you why wouldn't you why would you do that you know and i'm that's me my brain is like well, why are you doing this and what caused that and i'll sit here and try to figure it out meanwhile see, I'm, to
1: I'm the type of person i'm like you hurt me mm-hmm. hey this is wrong you did this and then if you are like oh okay i'm like oh fuck me well fuck you too and then that's when the grudge comes <laughs> right
0: meanwhile Whoa. i got my stipend <laughs> on like hurt people hurt people do
1: you want to talk about i it? don't give a <laughs> let me tell you if i give you the opportunity to to for to apologize for what you did to me and you don't yeah and you give me your ass to kiss well guess what my ass is bigger and you can kiss all of it okay all
0: hearts all (laughs) parts so I think it's just really interesting how each individual interprets what that forgiveness thought process is
1: Mm -hmm. you know
0: and then it makes you kind of step into how do you forgive yourself which is huge which can also be attributed to why you feel that other person owes you an apology or that person needs to be forgiven or be based on how you interpret what you need to do for yourself and how you forgive yourself to move forward in certain situations. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's so integral into how we function. It's more than just putting the past behind us and moving on because you can say I'm over it and you really are not. And then those, Mm -hmm. those surfaces, those, those feelings surface, or they become entrenched in you and they affect your health, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's about accepting what has happened and making sure you give compassion to yourself for going through the process. You That's why a lot
1: of us are in therapy because yes. at some where down the line, we did not learn how to forgive ourselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: we're so focused and so busy on trying to forgive other people who have wronged us. Yes. We in turn cannot forgive our, we, we didn't learn Mm-mm. how we were taught to forgive themselves.
0: Right. Other than what you may have been taught in church, like, that, that's not about forgiving yourself. It's about yeah. forgiving your neighbor. Right. So that's not anything that we learned, which is like was have said, why we're all, a lot of us are in therapy, because okay. that's not a learned behavior. Right. But it needs, you know, it's something that needs to be because you, at the end of the day, you just have you, regardless of what guilt, shame, or rage you may be feeling that may have been inflicted upon you. And you need to understand. And this is also, I think, when Reef made the comment about domestic violence thing a lot of times women that are in this situation blame themselves for it and they cannot forgive themselves when it's the other person's shit Mm -hmm. that's that's something that a lot of times when you're going through relationships you have to realize how that person is responding to you is about them it got shit to do with you you don't need to forgive yourself about how they're reacting because it has nothing to do with you but when you're doing these these steps to, to look into this and reflect upon it, you need to take that time to look at, how can I have, how can I take those steps to forgive myself? Mm-hmm. You know, take responsibility for the situation, but also understand that if the situation is not cause because of you, because someone else, take the responsibility to delineate and dissect that, that was them and this is me, you know? And then if you're having remorse to yourself about something that had happened, and you need to go through that then that's fine but acknowledge those feelings don't keep them penned up because they're going to manifest in some other way and then while you're under going through this process understand that as you're showing remorse that you can go ahead and trust yourself next time
1: oh that is a big, a big one, one. That
0: is you, you know Trusting
1: yourself again is a big one because <clears throat> and you know just because we, we talked about like being in therapy, you have guilt, shame, and rage. If you go to therapy, if you're somebody who is in therapy, you'll learn that a lot of the times, a lot of the things that you are feeling or you're trying to heal from all center around those three things. You feel guilty about something, mm-hmm. you feel shameful about something, you have rage towards something, yes. and you got to work that shit out.
0: Yeah. But you one of realize the things,
1: it. You right? Realize it. You don't even realize it like when i started to go to therapy and stuff started breaking down i was like what mm. i feel shameful because of that what <laughs> This guilt right what i'm rageful <laughs> like it really started to open my eyes but one of the things that i think i struggled with and that's why i just took a beat there was restore trust in yourself
0: mm.
1: trying to trust someone else after they hurt you it's hard enough trying to trust yourself and your own judgment Mm.
0: that is on another level
1: that's a lot of work that is a lot of work because you second guess everything you do
0: and it can impede your life on so many yes
1: let me tell you the work that i had to do to get back to the point where i trusted myself i remember a few years back i had a conversation with my therapist and the key the the one thing that i kept saying is like i just don't trust my own judgment anymore mm. i don't know if what i'm doing is right like i second guess every move i make mm-hmm. and it's causing a lot of disruption in my life i'm not moving forward and a lot of times you'll find that people who are stuck mm. people who are unable to move forward are in this holding pattern yeah. because they can't trust themselves because they haven't put in the work to learn how to self forgive.
0: Right. Don't even know what that is. Don't, Don't even know what it looks like. Don't. You know, because people just say, take it, you know, take it on the chin. Take one for mm-hmm. the team. Keep it moving. You'll be fine next time.
1: And I think that that's a lot that happens a lot in the African American community, mm-hmm. especially with a lot of black men. Yes. It's, we're not, we're just not taught self-forgiveness. Just not. Mm-mm. It's not a concept that I honestly really learned until I got to therapy. Right, like real talk.
0: Mm-hmm. Real talk. It's it's an interesting dynamic, and it, it it takes over so many people's lives, and it prevents you from doing a lot of the things that we've talked about on this show, as far as taking the time for self care, giving forgiving yourself of certain situations that have happened happened to you or that you've been in is a part of self care, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to be mindful that it's not going to happen like oh I forgive myself and keep it moving. You right. Know, it's, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. But it does help you learn and grow as a person. But you have to Absolutely. put the work in, because Absolutely. it'll show up. It'll show up other places. You know. Right. Just watch a lot of Yanla. That's a whole bunch <laughs> of non-forgiving people.
1: <laughs> a whole bunch, a whole bunch, a bunch of toxic people not understanding forgiveness, self-forgiveness, self-awareness, Mm-mm. a whole bunch of stuff. And you know, just just know that what we're saying, these aren't like. End all be alls, right? right? Like you're not gonna do any of these things and just like, Whoa, oh, I know I how. I do it, and it's just gonna go smoothly. It is. Mm. It is a journey. Forgiveness is a journey. Yes. It is. And we're talking about there's a Richter scale of forgiveness as well. You know, there are things that aren't that. You know, that you could forgive, and, and you're like, okay, that was whatever. And then there are things that are, happen that are huge. That yes. you, you're like, oh, like you know, somebody accidentally, If somebody eats your sandwich in the refrigerator, that might be small on Richter scale, right? But your spouse cheats on you. Ooh.
0: going to jail now. It's like, no. Nah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> your, ch- your, your spouse has a child out. Like,
0: see that one in there.
1: Somebody Ooh. else
0: That's in your marriage. One. But it's it's a matter of pers- uh, perspective and what how you interpret that.
1: Right. Somebody murdered a family member.
0: Mm-hmm it's a lot. You really have to, I I can't say itemize, that's not the the right word, but the the way that different situations dictate the type and level of forgiveness. Varies. Right.
1: And, you know, something that I learned from that TED talk with Sarah Montana, she said, you know, when we, we talk about forgiveness a lot, we talk about, you know, forgiving the person for what they did. And she mm-hmm. was like, it wasn't her job to forgive the, the individual who killed her mom and her brother for killing her mom and her brother Mm. because that's not what her forgiveness was about her forgiveness had to be based in i forgive you for in causing this pain in my life for changing the trajectory of my life Mm. for causing me to be stagnant and stuck in these places Mm. because of the actions you took Mm. she said only her mother and brother could forgive him for killing them Mm. and she could not forgive him on their behalf she could only forgive him for what his actions Mm -hmm. did and how it impacted her life right and i think that's something that we you know really need to think about sometimes we're apologizing we're forgiving people for doing things that don't have direct consequences to us but we still feel Mm -hmm. the after effect right right of course um And so there are benefits to forgiveness because this is one of those things like, well, I don't know if I could ever forgive that type Mm -hmm. of situation. And that's fine. But there are some benefits to forgiveness. Yes. Um, Letting go of grudges and bitterness can make a way for improved health and peace of mind. You can have healthier relationships, improve mental health, less anxiety, stress, and hostility. I realized that my anxiety was rooted in my inability to forgive situations that Mm -hmm. happened in my childhood, and in my adulthood mm-hmm. low blood pressure you know if you're someone who may be suffering from depression it could you know be rooted in some areas in which you are unable to forgive it may build up a stronger immune system again improve heart health mm-hmm. and probably an improved overall self-esteem yes and this is for self and for for others
0: definitely but there
1: are some effects you think that Ooh. there aren't but there are some negative effects yes if you forgive.
0: Very much so. If you are not forgiven, it brings anger, bitterness into every situation, relationship, and new experience. Like you know, some people that unfortunately, we kind of we talk, touched upon this with how black women sometimes go through this at a disproportionate rate, and some people may misinterpret that as being the angry black woman mm-hmm. syndrome because somebody hasn't forgiven somebody along the way, you know. But that that stuff is real. It can really transfer that bitterness to other people's situations cause sarcasm cause you to (laughs) project, you know and just be undermining for everything somebody does that comes to you with a happy countenance So you are looking at them like is it a good day is it Mm, okay it it, it can transfer so many different ways and you can be wrapped up in it so much that you can't enjoy the present like what Mm -hmm. i just said somebody said oh how you doing i'm having a good day and someone's like is it is it a good day? Okay, you know what, person, this you need to take that energy elsewhere. But that's mm-hmm. how it can sometimes manifest, and you know, also it it can enhance or bring about anxiety and depression, and it makes you more anxious because you don't know what is what's next because you haven't figured out how to manage those. Excuse me, manage those things, yep. or even the next thing. The how it manifests in how you connect to different things, how you value different things about your life, how you value others, because it kind of causes a barrier where you can't get past connecting with someone because you're angry all the damn time. Right. And, you know, that's not a way to live. And then it causes you some conflict with your spiritual beliefs, like we mentioned earlier. Like, you mad as hell, but you know you're supposed to forgive, but you don't want to. And going back and forth causes a whole bunch of other issues and angst with you that it's just not worth it and this it's is not, not something that is going to happen overnight this takes sometimes forgiveness takes years
1: it does years. and we're, we're again we're not advocating that you just forgive <laughs> every sin that has been no caused upon you that's not what we're saying because it's a process it's a, it's a process and i said this has been something that has been just heavy on my mind just the, the concept of f- forgiving you know it's for me i try not to hold a grudge right i try mm-hmm. to just let go and, and like let go in terms of my anger and you know but i really do live by the mantra re- remember and recover because oh trust and believe i'm gonna remember what you did to me you can be best believe that i don't care how small i'm gonna remember but I'm going to recover from it because here's the, the the issue. When we don't every time, okay, case in point, you're married, your spouse cheats on you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you were saying forgive and forget, that's never going to happen. You have right. to remember to recover if you are if you have made a decision to stay in that marriage. Correct. Why? Because it's always going to show up. Mm-hmm. Your spouse comes home late. Oh, would you you you? Who's you with? Mm. They're on their phone. Oh, who you texting? Mm-mm. Extra $100 missing out the count. Who you take out to dinner? Uh, Why? Because you are not recovered. And all. so you are just consistently bringing that it up. And it's constantly showing up in your relationship. Why? Because you haven't recovered from it. Mm. If you're going to stay, you need to recover. If you're going to leave, you need to recover. Because yep. you don't want that then to show up in all your other relationships.
0: Exactly. Either way, you need to recover. Yeah,
1: either way, I, either way. That's why I don't <laughs> believe in that bullshit for, for uh, forgive and forget. That's bullshit to me. It's I am how am I ever gonna forget that? No, you don't you kill my people. I'm for, supposed to forget right. that. Mm-hmm. You cheated on me. I'm supposed to forget that. You had a whole ex, extra child. Mm. I'm supposed to forget that.
0: Like another you nigga never happened.
1: You can't you beat that. my ass. You give me a STD, mm. you out here in the streets doing God knows what, I'm supposed to forget that?
0: Right. Because some people think, no. think you are, and I just think those people are assholes, but you know.
1: yes. and you hear these stories. Yes. And the reason why I'm even saying, because I watched this um divorce, I was watching one of those divorce court shows yeah, or whatever, yeah. and this woman literally was like, her husband had cheated on her, gave her STD, had two extra kids Ooh. outside of the marriage. And he's like, but she said she forgave me, but she always bringing it up. Uh, sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> she didn't forgive you, son. No, Y'all didn't, she didn't forgive you. You mm-hmm. steal money out of my account, yeah. You steal like this is what I'm saying. And I'm supposed to, don't forget mm-hmm.
0: it. And then you sometimes you don't even have the time to, to rebound to recover oh. because oh. you get hit. So many times, because like you said, you got you cheated, you had a child, you took money out of the account to take that hoe out, and then you took the money out to give them kids some, some lunch money. That's five, six different things. I mean, in and right. of itself alone to try to forgive each one. And then right. you're bombarded with trying to forgive at multiple levels. So right. you know, I don't see how you forget. And one thing is tied to the other.
1: Exactly. And if somebody keeps, and then don't be a dummy. If somebody keeps, you forgave somebody. And you recover from it. But they keep doing the same thing over and over again. Maybe at this point, Mm. you need to just move on. Deuces, I'm out. Because they're basically basically showing you disrespect. And they don't care. You know what I'm saying? One of the things I think we need to talk about that is important is sometimes we need to forgive people who are no longer here. Mm. How do you do that? Yes. That is hard as well. I, you know, at some point in the future, another episode, I'll talk about some of the things that, you know, my, my relationship with my mother was not the greatest growing up Mm -hmm. and it was for a whole lot of reasons. Me being a teenager growing up, it's just a whole bunch of things, but there are things that I felt that she did Mm -hmm. that I, and even my sister don't know if she agrees with this or not. We deserve apologies for, but there are things that we'll never get an apology for because she's not to give it a- So how do you move on from that? That
0: po- you gotta learn mm, that apology that you never got.
1: You're never going to get it. You're so never
0: how you- going to get it.
1: Forgive someone for doing something to you that's no longer here. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a hard process. Yes. So trust me when I tell you, it takes a lot of work. But you can get there if you do the work. And that's the yes. thing, forgiveness can you can get to forgiveness if you do the work. So, so how do you do the work? You uncover your anger by exploring how you've avoided or addressed the emotion. Mm-hmm. Make the decision to forgive. Which is probably the first step. You got to make the, the decision to right. so forgive. And if you made that decision, then you can go on to these Other steps. steps. Mm-hmm. Cultivate forgiveness by developing compassion for the offender. That is basically saying, I have to look at you and understand that this one event is not you in its entirety this mm-hmm. one bad act does not define who you are as a person right that's hard it and is that point it
0: is very hard that is definitely i think one of my stances from my i guess forgiving disposition because it's it's a thin line between forgiving them and getting letting them just run all over you it's mm-hmm. it's hard it's hard to discern that and when you're trying to say like you said what is this person's impetus for why they did that and does that yes. make them who they are or was mm-hmm. it an, in a moment? Is it a moment mm-hmm. situation? Because those mm-hmm. those are some other things, too, because there's a difference when someone's been cheating on you for a whole year versus a heated night of passion. Neither are acceptable. But how you approach them and understand, or if you were sad, like, you know, every situation is different. But there's choices that were made by the other person to repeatedly offend you and cause harm right. to you. Versus right. a one-time incident of something happening, I'm not right. condoning I don't, that either. But I'm just giving the context. But
1: it's just like we said: what is forgiveness if the person keeps doing the same right. thing, the same right. thing, the same right. thing? It's a ca- that that point a is a, it's, a ca- it's character comes into yes, it. yes, it's yes. Character. That's so. True. If your character is to be disrespectful, then my character is to be vengeful. So where are we at, I and mean, what are we doing? Right, <laughs> <Catch> me outside. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you have to release the harmful emotion and reflect on how you may have grown from the experience mm. and the act of forgiveness itself. That's hard. You need to switch the focus from blaming un- others to understanding yourself. Mm. This is key, I think, a lot in relationships, right? You could get into relationships, I-, I believe this. You get into relationships and you're finding that you're dating the same type of people over and over again. Mm. You're are narcissistic mm. over and over again you're dating people who are disrespectful over and over again at this point you need to shift the focus from them mm-hmm. and shift the focus on you and I remember I distinctly remember having a conversation with my therapist and saying oh this person's this way and if they wasn't this way then da 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 and then they did this and my uh, oh okay we've established that that person's a jerk right per- asshole mm-hmm. we've established that but why did you pick that person Excuse Mm. me? (laughs) How (laughs) dare you? (laughs) Why did you allow that person in your life? Why did you foster that relationship? Mm. That friendship? That's the question you need to ask Mm because that's where you can find that you need to forgive yourself for allowing these types of people in your life. That's the mystery. Why did you allow that person? Yes. To come into your space. So stop focusing on others and focus it on you. Yes. Um take responsibility for your part. Of course, there are going to be situations that you get into that none of it is your fault. Right. Okay. Exactly. And But as we know, there are always three sides to every situation. My side, your side, and whatever happened in the middle, which mm-hmm. people call the truth. I, you know, you sometimes have to look inward again and say, where was my responsibility in this? Mm-hmm. Where can I take responsibility? Okay, this is what I did. Then I need to forgive myself for that. Right. Let that person them but i'm going to forgive myself for this part right
0: and how you react which is yes and how or how you respond and react to what they do yes it's key um
1: learn the lessons let go reprogram your mind and who stop looking for occasions to be offended this
0: one here is a biggie because there's some people out here in these streets that just walk around waiting for someone to be to offend them because they just need a reason to pop off.
1: Yes, just need a, and you know these people. You, everybody mm. probably got one of these people in your life. Mm-hmm. The waiter didn't come fast enough. Oh,
0: that ain't
1: mad. Now they popping off. I want, I want a free meal.
0: Whew. Try not to take them people out to dinner.
1: Oh, this, this person, I gotta stop looking for reasons to mm. be offended. Yes, I think it's a trigger for. I think that people who are like that are suffer from some type of like PTSD, mm-hmm. some type of trauma happened in their life that causes them to immediately go on the offense. Mm-hmm. They're not even going to let you or as a defense. I don't know. Y'all know what the hell I'm talking about. Right. they just automatically ready to go. Right. Ready to go. You're not going to disrespect me. Wait. Whoa. I ain't even open my mouth.
0: But you already popping Ooh, off. That sounds like, what's her name? Shay on Yama. I think that was the one, and she was ready to to jump back, and I was like, "Whoa, you are ready to be offended? We haven't even talked about anything because you just want to be I'm disrespected because you don't respect the process." Mm, you
1: know I mean? There you it is, and I, you know, I tend to try to give those people a little bit more empathy and grace because I realize that they have not, they have not done the work mm. to understand what's underneath that. Yeah, there's some trauma you need to work out. That's something that happened. Mm that you need to work out because if you're ready to go Mm. and i haven't even opened my mouth or i said something and you took it and just thought it was offensive and it's not then there's something that you need to work on yeah you need to do some self-forgiveness or you need to forgive somebody in your life that That caused you that trauma that ptsd Mm -hmm. that makes you triggered ready to go at a moment's notice yeah because everything ain't for you to be offended about
0: at all it gets tiresome like you, you gotta be tired from being offended and being on 100 and all going from zero to 100 real quick who has time for that nobody and nobody's nobody. Here, nobody. here for that to listen to you to be offended all the damn time yep
1: if you don't know these people probably are showing in, up in your life and you probably have labeled them as hypersensitive mm. extra sensitive
0: mm-hmm. damn
1: you can't say nothing to that person right? every time they're ready to
0: Scrap defensive, just ready to and, go.
1: Right. And it doesn't even necessarily mean you're always ready to go. Sometimes you're just crying. Everything makes you cry. Every time you say <laughs> something to the person, they're just so fragile. Like, oh, don't say nothing to such and such because you know you say that. Like, yeah. oh, you know, that y- your hair um is a little out of uh, out of place. Oh, are you saying my hair doesn't look good? That's somebody yes. who's who just looks to be offended. Ain't nobody offending you, girl. Mm. We just right. Tell you get a brush and a comb. Just fix it, like.
0: Right. Something, what? or or if you someone calls you, then and they don't call you right back.
1: Right. <laughs> and you're
0: like, oh, they you not talking to me? I guess we're not right. friends no more. Wait, right. I I was I was at my job, and I was working. I can't right. call. I can't call you back. Like, but there are some people like like that.
1: And they show up in your life, mm-hmm. but you know, we just hope that what. The amount of information we gave you today, you can do a lot with, yeah. right? You can look at the way that you are forgiving in your life. Um, maybe you're not a forgiving person. We know somebody who's not, who's not a forgiving person. We tried to get them to join us for the conversation, and they said, "What? <laughs> not gonna happen. Not today. But, not today." Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's something that I think we all need to take take a step back, especially now that we're ending out. January mm-hmm. coming to the first month of the year. You know, a lot of us are talking about resolutions mm. and intentions and goals. Maybe this is a goal to right. learn how to have more forgiveness in your life. Or if you're someone who is overly forgiving, mm-hmm. maybe learning to have some more boundaries. Pull that back. Mm-hmm. Pull it back. Yes. yes. And try
0: not to rationalize everything the other person does.
1: Hello. Good morning. Mm. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with our last sip of the day. And we're back. This is the last sip of tea with your hood Dalai Lama. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. And that is attributed to Lewis B. Smead's. One of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is to forgive. The road to forgiveness is not always easy. But once you reach your destination, it can be such a powerful place to forgive. Forgive as a means to work toward your own happiness. Forgive to live your best life, to find peace and to find joy. And that's your last sip of tea with your hood Dalai Lama.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Sipping Tea with Nat and Z. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore Nat and Z underscore pod and also on Facebook at sip and Tea Nat and Z to get information on our upcoming podcast topics, guest news, giving us feedback. And we will be transitioning to our new schedule of releasing an episode every two weeks. So join us for our next episode where we will be discussing black love. Enjoy your week, enjoy the rest of your month. Thank
1: you. Thank you.